0: show your home for southeast motorsports coverage here's your host tom baker
1: hello everyone and welcome to the lead lap show my name is tom baker and joining me on the program here in this first segment this week actually we'll probably do a couple with this young lady uh, if she's able to hang on uh, isabella Robusto is with us and um isabella has been racing for quite a while. I first uh, started watching Isabella Robusto and her twin brother, William, when they were in... Um, I think Bandolero is, I think I go that far back with them, but uh, certainly Legends cars. And Isabella just recently got her very first NASCAR late model stock car win. And so we are going to uh, talk with her. We'll bring her onto the show here, Isabella. um, Welcome to the program. It's great to finally have you on. Thank you. Yeah, it's great to be on. So uh, for those who are not familiar with you, Why don't you, uh, let's start at the very beginning here, and uh, then we'll get to current day. Uh, What got you, and Will, how did y'all start racing, and specifically you, what got you interested in the sport in the first place, and how old were you?
2: Yeah, so my dad basically took my twin brother and I out to a go-kart track. Uh, We were five years old, but even before that, um, we were just learning how to walk and
1: uh,
2: run and play outside. We were playing on Big wheels racing each other around the uh, around the driveway, but got into go karts uh, at five years old. Um, kind of did that for a few years and uh, moved up into the Vandalero cars uh, at eight years old. Um, got pretty good at those, got a whole bunch of wins in yes, them, you and did. then uh, moved up into the Legend car uh, when I was eleven and raced those again uh, three or four years. Uh, had a ton of wins in those, um, and then moved up into the late model stock uh, two and a half years ago now. So um, definitely been racing basically my entire life, saying that I'm only 17. So
1: yeah, that's pretty crazy. Now um, Will didn't follow in your footsteps, did he?
2: <laughs> no, he stuck with open wheel, um, kind of more like the karting stuff, and then um, now kind of
1: going into the MX-5 and Mazda series. Oh, okay. So he's going to run the Mazda Super Cup kind of deal. That's awesome. Okay. Um, So just kind of went a different path, but you obviously are are sticking with the oval tracks and... I'm assuming that your, your goal is NASCAR cup. And I, and I believe that you have the talent to get there quite honestly. Um, Now let's get to current day and then we'll kind of jump, uh, jump about in time just a bit. But um, you just recently picked up your first win. Talk about where it was and how that came about. Uh, Great to see you finally crack victory lane in the late models.
2: It definitely took some time. Uh, We were so close so many times this year. Um, Just, Things not going our way, leading races, the motor's blowing up, but um, we finally got it done, put it in victory lane, and I think that's just the start of uh, kind of getting the ball rolling here for us to pick up some more wins, but uh, it was at Tri-County Motor Speedway a uh, lot, two weekends ago now, um, got the pulse and qualifying, felt really good about the car, um, got inverted to six, and it started raining right before the race, and Oh boy. Uh, we ended up racing on half dry, half wet track um, because of the curfew that they had there. And um, I think me going out there and basically going at 100% and some people being cautious with the wet track helped me uh, get through the field really quick. And um, by lap 10, I was back in the second and racing for the leader. Um, raced with Thomas Bean for a good 20 laps there for the lead. And, oh, wow. Uh, as soon as I got into the lead, I knew that that was my race to win, and all I had to do was hit my marks. And um, Lap traffic did not make it easy, especially with the track conditions that we had, but uh, I came home, uh, obviously winning the race, and by a pretty good distance, too.
1: Well, now, you had some experience running in wet conditions with uh, the Legends cars, I'm sure. Uh, how much of that kind of helped you when you had to, to run on the damp track at Tri-County in the late model?
2: Yeah, I mean, it didn't help um, too much just because we don't have rain tires, obviously. Well, that's true. Uh, yeah. But um, I just knew going into it that I had to be smooth and uh, super smooth on throttle and brake and if I ever did get into the wet stuff, um, especially racing side-by-side uh, with Thomas there, too, that I just had to keep my wheels straight and pointed where I wanted to go, so um, I didn't really get sideways up off the corners. And I think some of that uh, rain racing when I was little in carts and then again in legend cars definitely helped um, with those first few laps and making it through the field.
1: For sure. Now, you, um, you're you driving for Lee Falk Racing now. Um, I think... The last couple of years, you were, are you still involved with Drive for Diversity? Uh, Because I think, weren't you in a rev racing car for a while?
2: I was. um, So I was part of rev for five years. Uh, Basically, all of them being in a legend car. But I also ran their model program. Um, And I switched over um, in November of last year uh, to the Toyota program. So left. Uh, Red Racing and Drive for Diversity to come race um, with Lee Falk Racing um, under Toyota and TRD.
1: Oh, okay. So are you a part of TRD officially then? You're a TRD driver? Yes, I'm a TD2 driver
2: uh, with TRD.
1: Nice. That's awesome. Good for you. Um, happy for you. And, and obviously, uh, the change has been good for you because, I mean, I've watched you a number of times at Hickory this year and. I think there were two or three races there that you really could have and probably should have won and just, you know, lady luck just hasn't been on your side, uh, necessarily. I've seen you get punted out of the lead a time or two and just different things happening to where you didn't get the win. But, um, I mean, you had a, you did end up, uh, having a good run on Saturday night, uh, in the second race there, I think it was to, to get, uh, to finish in second, um, or I think that maybe that was the first race, but you, you had a second place anyway. And, uh, um, you know, you, you've been fast, just, uh, just haven't been as lucky to get to victory lane, but boy, you, you, you've been close a number of times.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think there's three or four times that we could easily say that, uh, we had those wins locked down and something went wrong or something happened, but, Um, Yeah, this past weekend was great. I think that win put a whole bunch of momentum behind uh, me and the team, and uh, we actually picked up two second places in the Twins. You did get second uh, in both. Yeah, so we had second in both the races, but the first one needed a little bit more out of the car, and then obviously the second one with the crash and stuff that happened um, on lap one put us in the back, but uh, still had a really strong car and was able to come from the back to finish second, so... Uh, we definitely have a bunch of momentum and a really fast car behind us here, going into the ending of the year
1: yeah i couldn't uh there was so much action that happened in the beginning of that second race i couldn 't remember who got back up front and who didn 't but uh you 're right now that you say that I do remember that you were able to get back through the field, which is good so again you're you know you 're in it each and every week, and um I think it's remarkable i mean you just seem to be really really um racing seems to be a real passion for you and it seems like you're really taking the time to learn the craft and not just kind of wanting to drive the car like some other drivers do
2: yeah for sure i think obviously my main goal is to race on sundays in the cup series but i also have smaller goals with racing in each series and basically learning as much as i can before moving up to that next level up and um, I want to be able to fight for wins and championships in each level and kind of prove myself before uh, taking that next step each time. So I think we're definitely getting better and stronger every week, and hopefully here at the end of the year we can pick up some Cars Tour wins.
1: Well That's a, that's a great goal to have. Um, Cars Tour is definitely a step up from weekly competition at just about any of the tracks here, although Hickory has a pretty uh, – pretty stout feel, the late model stocks, even if it's not huge numbers sometimes, but, um, car store is a great goal. Uh, now, you, you know, you being a, 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 lady racer, um, how have you found your experience to be in terms of being accepted and being, you know, raced, uh, the way that you would want to, I mean, talk a little bit about what it's like. Um, I would hope that by now, We just put on helmets and go race and don't worry about anything else. But, um, you know, I'm not naive enough to think that that maybe still doesn't happen sometimes. So what's your experience, Ben?
2: Yeah, I think overall um, at this point, you all kind of put the gloves and helmets on and we're all just out there for the same goal and that's the win. But, um, you know, you do have your drivers here and there that definitely want to race you harder. Um, because you are a female and they don't really want to be beat by the girl. But <laughs> I'd, say, I'd say the majority. Um, we're all just out there to win. And um, if they do race me a little bit harder, it's actually going to help me in the future just because I'm getting that extra practice racing um, against people that want to race you harder and not as clean. Um, so in the future when I do get those other drivers um, yeah. that don't want to race me as clean and uh, nice, that I have that practice. Um, with those aggressive drivers. So um, I actually think that when they race me harder, uh, it's actually helping me and my learning curve. But uh, definitely uh, just all out there for the same goal.
1: Well, that's, you know, and that's the main thing, and that's how it ought to be. And, uh, you know, it's great to see you and Katie Hettinger and a few of the other uh, young ladies who are so extremely talented um, and really have the ability to go beat the boys and win races the way that you guys, uh, you gals do. And, uh, just uh, a lot of fun to watch that. We got about 30 seconds left. Um, are you surprised that your late model win, uh, is, is kind of there and over with? Or, um, I mean, where, where are you? I'm sure you're looking to win more the rest of the season, but were you surprised to get the win finally?
2: It was kind of more of a relief uh, just because the two or three weeks prior we had been so close, and um, it kind of just checked the box off for us um, because we knew that we could win when uh, we right. just hadn't gotten that win yet. So it was kind of just more of a check of the box. Um, I imagine it and was. Kept getting us, kept getting us pushing with the momentum that we had going. So I, I imagine it, just, it
1: was. Back with more in a minute.
3: Hey guys, this is Nathan Bird, a.k.a. Birdman, and you're listening to Lead Lap Radio.
1: Welcome back to Lead Lap. Isabella Robusto is our guest. Isabella recently won her very first NASCAR Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Racing Series uh, Late Model Stock Car Race at Tri-County Motor Speedway. I'm not sure that's a NASCAR-sanctioned track, but... uh, Doesn't matter. Same series, same cars and, uh, glad to see, uh, her finally get the win. She has been knocking on the door for a long time and she's doing it right. She's, uh, she really goes out and runs hard and spends a lot of time in between. I know, uh, in the gym and uh, just doing a lot of prep work. Talk about sort of what your routine is, Isabella, um, in terms of fitness and also, you know, what kind of study do you do? Do you do a lot of racing, or, you know, do you watch a lot of video on YouTube? I mean, I feel like the drivers of today have got so much more accessibility to information than what the drivers had, obviously, 20, 30 years ago. So talk about your uh, between-race routines a little bit.
2: Yeah, um, every week, uh, day, basically, I start the day off in the gym. I uh, get a pretty good workout in uh, with Toyota. Uh, some, um, some of them are way harder than others, but uh, <laughs> I'd say heat room is definitely at the top of the list for difficulty, but I um, get my workouts in every day. Um, I really enjoy going to the race shop and working on the cars and talking with all the guys. Um, I think that just being able to know and understand the car, uh, will make me that much better of a driver. So I like to go, uh, to the race shop every day and kind of learn something new and work on the car and get dirty. But, um, I, the main thing that I like to do kind of to prepare myself for races is to read over my race notes. If I've already been to the track, I like to keep, keep, uh, detailed notes about every track that I go to. Okay. Um, and I like to read those over, uh, before I go and race there, but. Also watch in-car cameras, either if it's for me or a different driver, um, and kind of watch video um, about how the line changes, how the track drives, um, everything that I can learn from the video. And um, I feel like most of the tracks that I race at right now aren't on iRacing, so I don't use that as much of, as a tool um, as some other drivers do. Okay. I have always grown up watching video um, and kind of analyzing that before I go to the tracks to learn them. Um, and I've found that that helps a lot as well as talking to other drivers that have already raced at the track.
1: I was just going to ask about that because obviously when, you know, when you were in the diversity program, you had, um, a number of drivers who are part of that, not just driving the cars, but also, um, drivers who are now crew chiefs or, you know, working, within that organization that have been to NASCAR and, you know, been up the ladder. So now that you're with Toyota, you know, who are some of the drivers that you spend time kind of talking with or getting information from to help you with your own racing?
2: Yeah, I think definitely with the shorter track series, um, I lean on more Lee Falk and Michael Falk um, on all their input, just because of all the hours and uh, races that they've, spent yeah. um, at those tracks, but um, some of the bigger tracks, and hopefully when I move up into the higher levels, I'll be able to lean on some of my other Toyota teammates um, that race at the bigger tracks um, and kind of get their input, but um, I really like to use Lee and Michael and the rest of the LeafWalk racing team um, as a really good tool to kind of get their understanding and their input um, on the tracks, and just because of all the years that they've spent there.
1: Lee's been around a long time. I think he was there when Hickory opened about 62 years ago. Uh, <laughs> <is it? laughs> kidding, Lee, I'm kidding. Kind of. Um, no, he's, he's, uh, he's a veteran, and, and you're right. He and Michael have both been very successful, and they've won with a lot of drivers. Um, and it's been, uh, you know, that's been a team that it, since I've been here in the Carolinas area, in gosh, I think, when did I move here? Late two, 2006. Um, they were one of the top teams then in the late models and still are. And uh, I've seen a lot of drivers come and go from that team that have won races and championships. And it uh, seems like you've had um, a pretty quick amount of success with them. What to what do you attribute that, uh, Isabella, as far as changing from one team to the next? It didn't seem like you had very much difficulty at all transitioning.
2: Yeah, I think going to the race shop three or four days a week really helps it. We've basically just become a family, um, and I've gotten to know all the guys super well. And um, I think just being able to have that connection with each other um, helps us at the track, and then um michael and lee and i really kind of connected really well together um with how we each kind of talk and use our terminology at the racetrack so we got basically the understanding down um within the first two or three races with each other and um it's just kind of been an upward upwards climb from there and getting better um every week so um yeah i think just being able to spend time with all the guys at the shop and uh get to know each other not just on a professional, but also personal level, um, really
1: helped with it. Yeah, I imagine it does. And, uh, it, it does help that, you know, you talk about the terminology, but different teams communicate different ways, use different kind of words for different things. Uh, You know, the, the example I always use with people is, you know, you get somebody who's done a lot of road racing and it isn't tight or loose, it's oversteer, understeer, that kind of thing. And so, it helps if you're all speaking the same language and uh I know that uh, I talked to Lee a little bit the other night and he was very very complimentary about you and your driving and how much he enjoyed having you uh on the team so you know that's uh that was awesome to hear and uh and uh, it's been awesome to see your performance um before we let you go here I want to make sure that we uh, give you a chance to say thank you to some folks, whoever you need to. And then, uh, got some, some fun questions for you to close it out too.
2: All right. Well, thank you, uh, to lead Michael shady, uh, and Spencer, all the leaf walk racing guys. Uh, my parents, my grandparents, basically everyone, he gets me to the racetrack every week, Toyota mobile one, um, for all their great support and believing in me and letting me do what I love every week. And, uh, Yeah, basically everyone who helps me get to the racetrack every week and um, improve my driving and make me better.
1: Now, where can people follow you online, on social media, your website, all that? Give the info.
2: Yeah, uh, just Isabella Robusto on any social media. Uh, I post about my schedule and uh, what I'm doing basically every day on there so you can follow along.
1: Okay, so uh, make sure you follow Isabella Robusto. That's R-O-B-U-S-T-O, Robusto, and uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that. So with that, we got a few minutes left in the segment. We always like to have some fun with our drivers. We're going to play a little rapid fire here. So again, uh, first answer that comes to your mind from the following questions. Question one, what characteristic are you most known for?
2: Um, funny. I always come up with the funniest jokes, I feel like, Uh, like on the
1: fly. Okay, sense of humor. That's always good. (laughs) If you had to delete all but three apps from your smartphone, now the the phone and the text apps don't count. If you had to delete all but three apps from your smartphone, which ones do you keep? Which three? Uh,
2: I definitely keep Instagram and Snapchat. Um, And I'd probably say Be Real because that's currently one of my favorite apps that I have.
1: Oh, okay. That's that's a fairly new one. So I think that isn't that kind of an Instagram-esque app?
2: It is. It just randomly at some random point in the day. gives you two minutes to post a picture about what you're doing, um, and you can't really fake anything. So it's funny (laughs) to see all your friends and what they're doing at random hours of the day.
1: Interesting. Okay. Um, Next question. If there was a sandwich named after you, what would be on the Isabella Robusto sandwich?
2: It would be a chicken, avocado, and provolone with spinach
1: sandwich Oh well, that's kind of weird
2: but it tastes really good
1: yeah that's uh that that's a pretty healthy sandwich too okay which words or phrases do you most overuse oh um
2: probably "stop" and dog <laughs> i like what both or even of those i'd say i use a lot
1: interesting okay uh what what's what's your favorite thing that you've bought this year oh it has to be a pair of shoes i i <laughs> have so many
2: shoes um i'd say probably one of my jordans that i
1: bought oh okay i thought you were going to say a pair of racing shoes or something because you're a racer through no, and through. no okay what's the best piece of advice that you have ever been given
2: Uh, don't give up and keep pushing or you have to start or you have to finish to Oh, oh, Sorry. Hold on. I've messed this up now. To finish first, you must first finish. There we go.
1: Well, that's, uh, that is a good piece of advice (laughs) and it's absolute truth. Okay. What is one bad habit that you would like to get rid of?
2: Oh, probably biting my fingernails. I always do that.
1: <laughs> well, you're not alone in that. I think a lot of people do. Um, what What is something you like, Isabella, that most people don't?
2: Hmm. See, this one's hard. I um. I would have to say probably avocados. Like I will just eat a random avocado just by itself, and people like don't even like a little bit.
1: So interesting
2: anything with avocado i'll eat so i feel like that's kind of kind of out there
1: i do that with cucumbers and it's funny the number of people who will say how do you eat cucumbers well do you eat pickles well yeah well it's kind of a cucumber they're the same family i have a better one
2: can i can i change my answer i have a better one yeah you got
1: 10 seconds all
2: right uh lemon i like to eat lemon. oh lemons are good yes really
1: weird lemons are good Definitely. Lemonade is good, too. Okay, last question real quick. Which living person do you most admire? Uh,
2: probably Jimmy Johnson with everything he's been able to accomplish.
1: Oh, that is a great answer. Okay, Isabella, thank you for joining us on the lap. We'll have to get you in studio here at some point, maybe when you're up this way in Mooresville. We'd love to have you in studio. And uh, good luck the rest of the season. Get some more wins. All right,
2: thank you.
3: On how You are listening to Lee Lapp Radio.
1: Welcome back to Lee Lap. Tom Baker with you for another episode. And we talk motorsports on this show. We hope you enjoyed. Uh, Isabella Robusto. She is one of the real up and coming young female racers, and I think she is one of the best. In any division right now, a lot of conversation about Haley Deegan and some others. And I'm not uh, trying to, you know, disrespect any of those young ladies, but I think Isabella is as is good or better than any of them. And uh, she's just, uh, just obviously needs some more time to uh, kind of get the craft down. But she is a contender every time she straps into a NASCAR late model stock car. And that young lady I think has a very bright future. So keep your eye on Isabella Robusto as she uh, climbs the ranks in motorsports. Okay. So speaking of motorsports and Hickory, which is where Isabella was on Saturday and where I was as well, um, they're in the playoffs now. Hickory has uh, its own playoff this year, set up a, a playoff system for um, each of their divisions and uh that is underway now and landon huffman is one of the two drivers who won on saturday they had twin 30s for the late models uh twin 40s i should say and huffman got the win in race number two now landon is going to be on one of our future shows in september you'll get to hear from him um but uh we had a chance to talk to him early in the night. He is leading the points at Hickory and, of course, landing a hometown favorite there. So when he got the win in the second of the 240 lappers, very, very popular, and we had a chance to Hickory uh, hear away With Landon Huffman, who, by the way, is leading the points in the late model stock division, Hickory having their first ever playoff. And as we stand here on Saturday night, Landon, uh, you're obviously trying to get a win here and protect your points position, and then you've got a busy week coming up. Uh, you got a date with North Wilkesboro Speedway. So talk about Hickory first. How's the season going?
3: We've had a good year. I mean, it's like I said earlier, it's the first time I've raced full-time since 2015. So it's definitely been an adjustment. Uh, Jason Smith and all these guys give me an opportunity to come back and race. And uh, definitely, we've had our struggles this year. You know, we've gotten torn up a few times and we've had a lot of really good cars come through Hickory throughout the entire season. Have great car counts for the most part. But, Uh, We've just grinded. I mean, we finished second probably six or seven times. You know, it's been one of those years where we haven't won a whole lot, but we've been really competitive every race. And so that's about all you can ask for. You know, anytime you can come out here, especially against the competition that we race against these days and the money that's being spent to come out here and race like we do and uh, kind of do it the old school way, it's uh, reassuring to be able to run up front with those guys. But we've got three weeks left. Uh, Tonight's Twin Forties, Bobby Isaac Memorial next week, and then Championship Night. Uh, the first week of the playoffs, we gained on everybody. Uh, had finished third in, sec- in the first race, second in the second. Probably should have won the second race, but had a good battle there with one of Lee Fox cars yeah. and uh, put on a good show. So just got to keep going what we're doing, cross our T's, dot our I's, make sure we don't have anything, you know, fall off this thing or any mechanical problems, and uh, just kind of see how the
1: nights shake out. You've got some sponsorship that's helped you out this year. Let's uh, get right to that before we go further.
3: Yeah, uh, we have tons of local guys that have helped me, you know, over the course of my – 12, 10, 12 years I've raced here at Hickory. Um, Mark Longworth, Adam Newton, Longworth Bell Bonds, he's been a huge supporter of mine. Cataw Valley Reclamation, a recycling company here local, they've been a big supporter. Six Tire Center, they've helped my dad over the years, and now they've continued to help me. Great family friend of ours. Glitch Energy, which is a company I brought over from the sim racing world, uh, we actually got Covered Express, another local company that come on for the playoffs, a convenience store company here in the Hickory Metro area, been very gracious to uh, to come on board and help. I had North Wilkesboro Speedway as a sponsor this year for the whole month of July, so oh, there we really go. Cool. Yeah, I had Wilkesboro Racing Revival, Barry Braun over there uh, at Race XR, he's done an excellent job promoting those events, so he come on board and helped, and we kind of worked together to promote. Uh, the upcoming races for Wilkesboro in August, which obviously we're in right in the thick of it now. Good so, just a ton of great partners, man. It takes a lot to do it these days, and I'm very fortunate. I've got people around me that support what I do and support what we do here with Jason. And uh, it's just a privilege to drive a race cars. So every time I get set in one, it's a privilege.
1: So let's talk about North Wilkesboro now so you can justify that sponsorship. See, um, So that's coming up this week as we stand here and chat at Hickory. Um, you've got practice on Monday and then racing on Tuesday, Wednesday up there. And uh, understand you got uh, some sort of a meet-and-greet or a press session with Dale Jr. as well. Uh, talk about North Wilkesboro. What are you expecting? How cool is it to be able to get to race there uh, as they bring the track back? as we try to push this short track
3: resurgence i never thought i would say that i was going to have an opportunity to race at wilkesboro you know we watched that place deteriorate for the last 20 years and i've only seen it in that state so to know that i'm about to run laps there uh, in a late model is incredible i mean and and to be honest i didn't know if i was going to have an opportunity to go up there and race being that we're picking the point still here and we really can't afford to take this car but we do have a limited car and we wasn't sure what our plans were but uh i've been talking back and forth with dale jr for a while and got to be pretty good friends with him and He's got a, a vodka company called High Rock Vodka. Uh, they're actually, their parent company, Sugarlands Distillery or Distilling, is out of uh, Gatlinburg, Tennessee. So, High Rock Vodka is going to be on board, which is really cool. I love to drink. You know, we love to have a good time, and <laughs> it kind of it fits our forte. So, I'm excited for that, excited to represent them and see what we can do for Twin 50 laps up there.
1: Let it be known that you are wearing a High Rock Vodka hat, so you are representing the sponsor already.
3: Yeah, hopefully uh, after two wins tonight, I'll be drinking a lot of High Rock Vodka, you know, afterwards, too. So, uh, yeah, But no, just, just very thankful, man. It's been really cool to see the short track starting to gain some traction again, and Dale's been a huge, huge advocate of grassroots short track racing, especially here in the southeast and late mile stock racing. That was his background, and uh, so as long as he's on the forefront of this charge, I think we've got really, really great things coming for uh, not only short track racing here in the southeast, but short track racing everywhere.
1: I hope so. Well, congratulations on your success this year, Landon. Good luck the rest of the playoff season here at Hickory, and uh, good luck at North Wilkesboro as well. Thanks, Tom. I appreciate it. Thank you for uh, doing all you do to cover our sport. At Hickory Motor Speedway with Landon Hoffman, who, by and the way, is leading the, points of the late models. You, get, you put repeat on. It, uh, it starts playing over again. But, uh, that was Landon Hoffman from Hickory Motor Speedway on Saturdays. I mentioned Landon won the second of the 240 lap races. Ryan Millington ended up winning the first of the, uh, the two races and, uh, both good races, though both marred by, uh, some various incidents that, uh, kind of hurt some cars there, but, um, still good racing. And, uh, we'll talk about the other divisions too, cause some really interesting winners in those classes, uh, that we'll get to. Spencer Boyd has walked into the studio a little bit early. And so when, when you get here early for the second show, we put you on the end of the first one. So you get a bonus. So, uh, Spencer, of course, uh, grew up racing uh, legends and late models and super trucks, and now has been racing NASCAR Camping World soon once again to be craftsmen. Thank the Lord above series trucks. Um, And uh, Spencer back at Hickory Saturday night in a super truck uh, was a bit of a surprise entrant. And uh, you finished second. You did a good job for your first time back.
0: Yeah, man. It's uh, it's always fun to go back to Hickory Motor Speedway. Uh, one of my favorite tracks and got a lot of laps there. But when you show up, you want to win, right? Just like anybody showing up at that place and a lot of history. But um, actually finished third. We, uh, we're oh, coming right. to the you line. Third, yeah, coming be, yeah. to the line. I kind of thought, man, maybe I'll just let them say second. That sounds better. <laughs> but um, P3 for us. And uh, forgot, that, yeah. that's the same truck I drove 10 years ago. So uh, just pulled out of the closet and had a little fun with her.
1: So have you, do you still own the truck?
0: No, I don't. Um, my buddy, Steve, who was my crew chief, uh, 10 years ago on that thing, uh, he bought it, uh, when he was uh crew chief and for the team that I drove for. So okay. it's kind of been passed down, um, a few different drivers, uh, Dakota Radcliffe and Josh Stark have driven it and, uh, the last few years. And then it kind of sat idle and, uh. Steve called me and was like, man, uh, NASCAR trucks only race 23 weekends a year, and I'm like, man, I'm itching to do something on the side, and <laughs> uh, I've been doing a little dirt racing as well, but um, went out there to Hickory a couple times this year, and uh, it's welcome arms, man. Uh, it's so much fun, and yeah, uh, I raced with Landon. Obviously, you just had him yeah. on here a minute yep. ago, and... Um, it's cool to catch up with everybody. Uh, Landon actually ran my truck uh, when I was hurt a couple years ago, so uh, it's cool to see his success. That's
1: right. He did fill in for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Landon's been – we're going to get him in studio here in a few weeks. Landon's been – been upstairs and uh run some stuff and spotted and done some other things and um so we want to be able to get him in and uh, let him kind of tell more of his story um still probably the most popular driver in that in that division and maybe at hickory motor speedway for that matter um when he got the win in that second race the crowd went nuts it was really great to see him get that so um, okay. So we've got just about a minute left in this segment and then we'll keep you on for segment four, but what was it like going back to the super truck after being in the big boy trucks for so long?
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's a lot different. Um, it's so crazy. All my friends are like, man, that thing looks a lot smaller. What what are you driving? So, um, <laughs> You know, people have gotten new, used new to body. yeah, gotten used to the NASCAR side of things, but um, it's fun. You know, short track racing, uh, you can beat and bang, and you know, I rubbed the fenders off the thing and uh, was racing hard, and, and that's fun. You know, that's what I love on the NASCAR side when we go short track racing, but uh, you can't really get that out of your system at a mile and a half. So to beat and bang on restarts and kind of play games with people, uh, started up there on the front row there in the second half of the race, and it's like. I'm not used to seeing this a whole lot, so um, it was fun, and two-speed transmission, so kind of practice was different. different. Yeah, (laughs)
1: Yeah, very different. Ricky Denny ended up getting the win, and that's, I think, seven out of eight or seven out of nine. I can't remember which for Ricky, but he's won almost every race in that series at Hickory this year, and man... It's one of those dream seasons, and Mike Bumgarner, who had won uh, seven straight limited late model races, ended up finishing second on Saturday. Uh, Charlie Watson ended up beating him, so seven out of eight for uh, Mike Bumgarner Jr., who was on this show a while ago um, as well, and uh, he continues his win streak. But, um, there, you know, there aren't a ton of trucks anymore at Hickory, but the ones that are there, there's some really good t- competition
0: yeah it's crazy uh i won the super truck championship back there in 2014 and i won eight out of ten yeah i won eight in a row um which is really cool so uh ricky denny actually texted me this morning and he's like man i'm i'm going for your record eight in a row and i'm like oh man that, that hurt hi i'm
3: jesse love and you're listening to lead lap radio
1: Welcome back to We lap. Spencer Boyd in studio with us. Spencer races for Young's Motorsports in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. But uh, raced at Hickory Saturday night. It was fun to see you back uh, at Hickory Motor Speedway. And surprising, I don't think, um, at least I hadn't seen anything. I'm sure you probably posted something and I missed it. But it uh, seemed like it was kind of a last-minute situation for you to head back out to Hickory and do some short track racing.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's been on the radar just trying to line up, and uh, on the NASCAR side, so many uh, different appearances and obligations with partners and stuff, so it's tough to, to lock it in early, but um, Roasted Jim's Coffee, a buddy of mine, jumped on board and was like, man, we got to go run a race out there, and it um, worked out. It was fun, you know, I wish we would have parked in Victory Lane, but we definitely had a truck capable, um, just was struggling there, passing people there in the middle of the race, and then uh, finally got up there to second and just ran out of a little bit of time.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, I knew you, I thought you'd gotten to, and I was thinking you'd ended up finishing second, but uh, then at the end you ended up third, so, but it, I'm sure you had a good time doing it and, it, and it's fun that you had a sponsor step up, talk about uh, the coffee a little bit.
0: Yeah, so um, a friend uh, who really just started out as being a Twitter follower and a uh, big NASCAR fan, um, Brandon, he uh, was just like a regular NASCAR fan, and we started talking, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to start this coffee company. and um, we'll see where it goes. And then kind of, you know, six, seven months later down the road, he's like, man, we're, we're doing really good with online sales and, nice. um, we'd love to link up with you in in some way and and get on something you're racing. So I was like, Hey, uh, my buddy Steve has my old super truck. Let's, uh, try and put something together at some point. And, um, we've just been waiting. We've, we've had it kind of wrapped and ready to go
1: for sharp looking uh, truck.
0: Yeah. Thank you for three or four months. That thing's been sitting there ready to go. So, um, it worked out to finally, uh, bring it out of the shed <laughs> per se and, and go cut some laps. And we didn't test or anything. You just show up and had our 20 minute, our two, uh, 10 minute practices. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, I'm getting used to this on the NASCAR side. So I guess we don't need a test. But yeah, really. uh, it was just a blast to get out there. I mean, the grandstands are full and uh, I love that for short track racing. And um, that's where I got my start. And uh, that's
1: probably where I'll end it. So um, your season in the uh, camping world truck series, uh, Probably not going quite as well as you wish, but, I mean, talk about, it. I mean, this is a different kind of year, it seems, all the way around for NASCAR. Some new events and different places and all that. Yeah, I mean, you know,
0: I've been uh, with Young's Motorsports for four years now, and uh, we kicked off our first season uh, winning at Talladega, and that kind of, you know, set the bar uh, as far yeah. as, like, uh, what, a, what a year would be like. But um, this year, you know, we, we've had good moments, and, um, you know, I've... Uh, had a few issues myself and uh put the truck in a vulnerable stop in a vulnerable uh spot um but we're making through it you know um we've had some good races at tracks that we struggled at last year and uh, my new crew chief pickle ryan london is his real name but uh (laughs) known around here is pickle um him and i get along really good and he was my car chief back in 2019 and then uh, was a crew chief for a couple different people and it worked out to get back together and Uh, We really put a lot of focus on, you know, Nashville and Martinsville and um, Charlotte and Kansas and those places and just trying to qualify better. You know, Uh, typically the races have kind of come to me and, you know, you race smart and you stay there and be there at the end and you can get a solid finish. So sometimes statistically that will skew the result of like how good you were. Um, And I think that's something that Young's Motorsports and I sat down at the end of last year and we're like, okay um you know some of these races we got really good finishes but but we struggled so um let's circle some tracks we want to get better at um i missed the race at nashville last year and uh, that was kind of devastating you know yeah. confidence is down and uh, a lot of trucks showed up there um but no excuse you know i missed a race on speed and that was a bummer for uh, my sponsor and i and went back this year and, and qualified like 23rd so i was like wow you know it's a huge step in the right direction Um, Then a couple of tracks that you would think that uh, I statistically run well at, uh, we've had uh, little bummer things happen. So um, all in all, you know, we'll keep plugging away, but uh, still having a blast.
1: Well, I'm sure you are. Uh, Now, before we we run out of time here in this last segment, uh, talk about your sponsors real quick and where can people follow you?
0: Yeah, so uh, Kansas is our next NASCAR truck race uh, coming up. Uh, Here in a couple weeks, got ProBuilt Pool and Patio on board out of uh, Kansas. They're all over the Midwest, so check them out if you need a pool and patio. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at Spencer Boyd, Instagram, Spencer Boyd PR, and Facebook, Spencer Boyd Racing Fan Page.
1: Well, you've uh, always been successful with the marketing game, and you do it very well. Uh, What's the the secret, if there is one?
0: (laughs) I I think it's just staying out there, you know. out of sight, out of mind is kind of my my theory. So uh, you got to put yourself out there, be on the racetrack as much as you can, and, and be on social. You know, do what other people don't want to do.
1: Well, yeah, that's yeah. Do other do things other people don't want to do the the hard stuff, basically, right? That's pretty much. Uh, yeah. And you got to be in it every day too. This is your full time gig, is it not?
0: Yeah, I joke around. I'm like, Monday through Thursday, I'm a marketing guy and uh, influencer type person. And then uh, on the weekend, I I get to plug in and be be a race car driver. And that's what all that work Monday through Thursday goes into.
1: You got Kansas coming up, which is one of those tracks you said that you've circled um, with pro-built pool and patio on board. What is the plan for Kansas? What is a successful, I know you want to win. Everybody else wants <laughs> to win, but, um, considering you're trying to kind of make gains here, what, 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 yeah. what, will make you happy at Kansas?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I always call it the race within the race. So, uh, for us, you know that you want to win, right? But that realistic approach is go out there, qualify in on time, no problem, get in there, top 25 and qualifying, and then ride out the race, be smart. Um, Kansas can go either way. It can be a crash fest. Um, or it can just be really long hot day but um top 20 would be a great day good points day for us and uh feel like with our last couple mile and a half races and the truck that we got uh, repaired and ready to go again uh feel real strong about our opportunity to to reach our goal
1: going to be fun to watch for sure. Excited about the trucks coming back at Kansas. And uh, before we conclude our show, North Wilkesboro happening uh, tomorrow and Wednesday. So by the time this airs on WSIC, it will have already happened, but a uh, group of stock car classics cars going up there. These are replica and restored actual NASCAR Winston cup, grand national cars from the fifties through the nineties. They are a great bunch of people. If you're on Facebook, just look up Stock Car Classics and join the group. Um, this is a a group that's about, well, it's getting closer to 9,000 strong now. They go up about 400 a week. And um, just real exciting to be a part of this group. I'm enjoying kind of working with them a little and giving them some ideas and some PR and and uh, that sort of thing, and uh, they'll be coming to tracks in and around the area throughout the rest of this year. Dylan at the end of September down in South Carolina, putting on some uh, exhibition racing and giving you a chance to enjoy and celebrate the cars from the good old days of NASCAR, and a lot of these guys have put in a lot of hard work. So, um again, on Facebook, Stock Car Classics is the group, and, of course, uh, North Wilkesboro, the Cars Tour running there, uh, and Dale Jr. back in action in the late model for the first time in a long time. So we'll be able to talk about that next week. I'll be there on Wednesday for the race. It should be a lot of fun. All right, thanks to Spencer Boyd. He'll be sticking around for the Inside Pass, which will be the next show we record here in the WSIC studio. Uh, For now, I'm Tom Baker. Have a great weekend, everybody. So long.
0: You've been listening to the Lead Lap Show, home to Southeast Motorsports coverage on the radio. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Lead Lab Show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And visit leadlapshow.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of the Lead Lab Show. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of the Lead Lab Show. Thank you for listening.